Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome back to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler along with Lisa Cohen. Hi there. Lisa, how are you today? Doing well. Good, good. And I uh, I think congratulations are in order for your daughter, yes. Isabel, having graduated yes. from college, from Thank the College you. on the Hill. That's right. That's right. It's a small college, but there are those who love it. it, it, is, it oh, I can't it, believe I just did that. You did that. You did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't go there. <laughs> Lisa's daughter, who um, grew up with Milo's older brother, Max, just graduated from Dartmouth College, which is the same college I went to and the same college that Isabel's father and Lisa's husband, Dave, went to. That's where he and I met. And uh, congratulations are in order. And I understand she's going to be spending more time there next That's year, right. despite having graduated. That's right. That's right. She's Tell- going to be working for the studio art department as an as an intern and a TA. So really? She's going to be on the payroll at Dartmouth. I mean, my life at Dartmouth was so blinkered and narrow that I'm not sure that I knew there was any fine arts department there at all. It It, it, it is actually quite... Excellent. I, um, I, I understand now. It's and, and incredible. It's, yeah, it's really, really good. And it was one of the reasons that she wanted to go there because some of the schools have, you know, art, but it's on a different campus or they don't really do what she wanted to do. And this is a really rich program. So she had a wonderful time and, you know, wants to keep it going. It definitely speaks well of Isabel and well of the direction the college is headed in, that it has that kind of program Although, now. Uh, the the building is named for Leon Black, so oh, is that's it a problem. Really? Well, you take the good with the bad. <laughs> he gave he gave a big sack of money. I know you take the good yeah. with the bad. You take yeah. the good with the bad. I don't, he didn't go to Dartmouth, did he? I, I have no idea how that came about, but I thought he was like a Canadian. Isn't Leon at, Black Canadian? I, it's called the Black Family Visual uh, Arts Center. I don't know. So we, I don't we've know. we've 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 now maybe dived his kid into, went there. I don't know. Yeah, we've dived into uh, a, a depth <laughs> that we were not familiar with. Anyway, congratulations to Isabel on graduating Thank you. and. Kind of awesome she'll be up in Hanover again. Yeah, yeah. Um, she will have really exhausted Hanover by the time she's oh, done. Oh, it's, it's, it's done. I think after two years, two and a half, yeah. that's about the shelf yeah. life of that town. But yeah. Well, as our listeners know, on this show, we look at the list of things that Milo loved and Lisa sees if anything is drawing her attention. And I am wondering now, Lisa, whether anything is drawing your attention today. Yes, let's do Catan. You're familiar with Catan, right? I'm I'm familiar with the fact that it's a very popular board game. Right. But I am not a player. I am not a player either, and I'm sure we have some dedicated You're Catan player. players. Right? <laughs> I'm a player of a different sort. <laughs> I'm not a Catan player, though. But um, the um, I'm going to describe this in a way that's going to offend our real Catan players, because I really don't know exactly how the game works. But it's a board game. It's a board game where... Multiple people are competing to accumulate certain products. They're like farm products or or minerals or something. I don't know what's going on in the game. Milo tried to show the game to me, um, and it didn't draw me in. And he had plenty of other people he would prefer to play with anyway. So um, it was no problem that his father and his mother really (laughs) didn't take to it. Max played with some of his friends too. But anyway, Catan is a board game. And again, I've described it as well as I can, but it goes to this issue that Milo loved board games. He did play video games. His friend James Grayson talked about that. But he really, really loved all manner of old school board games. And I put Catan on this list because of all the board games that Milo played throughout his life, Catan was the one he certainly played most with his friends 
and played until very recently. He and his friends would play Catan when they would get together. Mm -hmm. And of course, everyone has these ideas of what their teenage boys might be up to and concerns, whatever else. And there's nothing more endearing and adorable Mm -hmm. than to walk into a room of half a dozen 15-year-old boys and they're sitting around a board game, playing a board game and kind of barking at each other about what's going on in this board game. Um, And that was what Catan was. Milo and his friends would play all the time and I would hear the next morning about who cheated and who played (laughs) or who won or how it went and I didn't understand a lot of the details. But it was a board game that he loved and it went to something else in his personality that, as I said, he loved board games. He loved Monopoly. I remember he and his friend Charlie Naxon discovered that they both loved Monopoly, but had mm. never really kind of discussed it. <laughs> and then sometimes when they were here at the Naxon's house, they would just play Monopoly with Charlie's brother Johnny or other kids who were around. They would play a Monopoly mm-hmm. game. It would go on and on for hours. I mentioned in an earlier episode uh, being on Long Beach Island. I know they would mm-hmm. play a Monopoly when they were there. Um, and there were so many other games. And Milo was good to go with any board game. He must have loved Risk. He loved Risk. Yeah. He loved playing Risk. And again, he liked the, the not the computer version of it, but yeah, the actual no, no. board game with yeah. the dice. Yeah. He loved Monopoly. He loved Risk. He loved every card game. Milo and I probably, over the uh, course of his life, probably played a thousand games of cribbage together. Yeah. He and I played cribbage all the time from when he was first able to play a card game on his own. Did you learn cribbage from John Scully? I did not. Scully and I used to play in college. We did play in college. I learned it when I was a kid. My brother and I used to play. And then Milo and I played for years. Up until through when Milo was in the hospital, we would play cribbage. Among the things that I would always bring to the hospital, Mm. whether he was in treatment or just in the hospital for any reason, I would always make sure we had the cribbage board. We played tons of cribbage. I mentioned a card game on an earlier episode called Odrat that the Naxxon showed Mm -hmm. us. Alana, Max, Milo, and I would play Odrat every night. We started during COVID, mm-hmm. and we have we would keep score of who would win the games, and we have little moleskin books filled <laughs> with game scores and then ultimate tallies. And we probably played over the course of COVID, and then when we would continue to play thereafter, when Max would be home from college, um, we probably played about seven or 800 games. Mm. And the evidence that that particular game, Odrat, I won't bore you with the rules, but that there was a math component to it was that Milo won far more often Mm. than any of the rest Mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. And it was very subtle because it was all about probabilities and numbers with a deck of cards. And it was simple in a way that like a knucklehead like I could understand. but there was some subtlety to the way you would think of the statistics. And of course, that little subtlety allowed Milo the upper hand. And by the way, it's fair to mention that in the family, I was in last place in the standings. <laughs> and by a margin, by the way, you, by a margin. The, uh, ping pong, too. We've ping been pong over too. this. Yes. The, the, you see the trend here. Yeah. And I mean this sincerely. I was giving it my all. And Milo was had a considerable lead. I'm I don't remember. I think Alana and Max were pretty close together. Mm-hmm. And I was like kind of far behind. It kind of mirrored. What a dumb dumb. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it kind of mirrored what happened in ping pong. And here I am thinking I'm like some guy who's kind of capable with numbers, even if it's not my, my, my primary interest. And I'm 
living in this house where I'm constantly reminded <laughs> of my own limitations in very specific ways that are not fudgeable. Like, right. this is hard evidence yeah. Oh, yeah. of my yeah. relative ability with numbers and statistics compared to the people I love most yes. in the world. Yes. And I am a Somehow, distant force. Somehow Milo turned out <laughs> to have the brain that he has with you as a father. It's, it's, it, it defies logic. It defies, it defies logic. It really is incredible. But, but true. But yeah. true. And I yeah. will dig out those scoreboards. And on a later episode, I will let people know what the we'll do it. We'll do a live. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a live yeah. reading. But it was not good for me. I, and I, <laughs> it was. I was a distant fourth. Thank you for reminding me about ping pong. Also, um, Milo also loved. Um, he loved doing a Rubik's cube. That probably oh, isn't yeah. a surprise yeah, to people. No. Milo went away to sleepaway camp one summer when he was probably eight years old and came back doing the Rubik's cube in like forty seconds. Wow! And one great thing that he and Alana did for the rest of his life. We have a Rubik's Cube here. And any time that Alana saw that the Rubik's Cube was done completely improperly, oh. she would mix it up. And she noted that Milo would not tolerate the cube sitting with the with the squares all mixed up. Oh, I see. And he could not tolerate it. So if he would come home and it was late at night, he was ready to go to bed and he kind of caught the Rubik's Cube out of the corner of his eye and saw that a lot had mixed it up, he'd be like, come on. And he'd have to sit down and he would do the Rubik's Cube. And this went on, you know, probably went on for eight or nine years. Yeah. Sometimes if Milo was out, Alana would be like, I'm definitely going to mess up the Rubik's Cube. So when Milo comes home, he's got to do it. And he would not tolerate the Rubik's it's Cube being so any, any condition, but a fully completed condition. It's, it's so great for teenagers, too, because it's like it allows you to actually interact with him. Yes, yes. And he knew it. And he and yeah, Alana, yeah. who had just this such a beautiful, spectacular relationship. And we'll talk a lot more about that as we, we have done some of that already. But that was just one of the beautiful inside jokes mm. that they had for years. And it never got old. And it was mm. funny every time. And... Um, <laughs> Even though Milo, Alana would do it, Milo would pretend he was annoyed, and then he would just do the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> and um, it was great. And he tried to teach me how to do the Rubik's Cube. And of course, uh, well, uh, consistent with what we've already discussed on this episode. Could you not do one side? I could do one side. Okay. I could okay. do one side. But of all of my mental limitations, mm -hmm. and there are many, and they are considerable, my ability with spatial relations is my absolute worst thing in the world. And I don't know whether Rubik's Cube is technically sort of a test of your ability with spatial relations, but... Any of that stuff that deals with like multi-sided things. It's Milo had a, an ability to understand. It, it's strategy, right? Like what one move, how one move is going to affect the next ten moves. Yeah, I, I think that's it, and that's that's absolutely my worst thing in the world. It's the same reason that Milo really liked chess. He never yeah. played competitively, but he loved the idea. Yeah. And for me, chess is like the worst thing in the world. Um, the idea of thinking even two moves ahead mm -hmm. is like beyond mm -hmm. my mental capability. Um, but he loved he loved chess as well. He and Max, when they were younger, made up a fake Monopoly board. They called it Base Basketopoly. We still have it downstairs. Oh, that's so cute. Where instead of like the 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 properties around the board, it was like basketball players mm -hmm. and baseball players and football players. And they made a whole board on cardboard, and we still have it. That's, and that's awesome. um, maybe if people uh, check out. Our Instagram page at Milo Time Podcast. I'll I'll take a picture of it. Should frame it. I should frame it, but maybe I'll take a picture of it and put yeah. it up there. Um, it was called Base Basketopoly, and it's funny because the names. What's the name of the uh, Instagram? Uh, Milo Time at Milo Time Podcast at Milo Time Podcast, where we've been putting additional content yep. for each episode, and I will put a picture of the Base Basketopoly board <laughs> if I can find it. And what's funny about it for people who are sports fans is it's sort of frozen in time. It was made about. 
2010. So all of the athletes on the board are athletes who were playing professional sports at that time. And they made the board so that it graduated around the board as you moved around the board, the quality of the athlete improved also. Uh-huh. So incredibly, I think like LeBron James was, well, what was one the, of what was the go to jail? Uh, was it still a go to jail or was there I something? Don't more remember. Clever? I'll have to look. Okay. We'll have to look. We'll yeah. have to look. But I, I, it's kind of incredible to note now, but I think LeBron James was already either boardwalk or park place. But what's even funnier is to, I don't remember who they were, but to see the athletes who were like right. Baltic and Mediterranean, <laughs> like clearly athletes who they thought very little of. Um, but that's how much, you know, Milo really loved board games and, um, Max was always a willing uh, participant as well. Um, Milo loved um, a game called Rush Hour, which was this game where it was a little square board where there were oh, little cars. Yes, oh yes. And you'd we have had to move one. them out yep. of a traffic yep. jam and stuff yeah. like that. Again, same thing. If I yeah. would sit down for three seconds with yeah. that game, I'd be yeah. like throwing it across it, the that's room. That's like a junior Rubik's Cube. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, and they gave you a book where you would set it up a certain way mm-hmm. and it was easy to complete whatever the task was at certain starting setups and very difficult at others. Mm-hmm. And I remember him sort of going through the book and setting it up and just playing quietly and loving loving doing that. Um, and it was really kind of a beautiful, quiet thing that awesome. he really loved to do. He just loved board games. And, um, you know, if anyone out there is also a board game fan, I would invite you, if you're listening to this, in the next day or week or so, um, take out an old board game. Maybe one of the ones we mentioned, maybe the one of the ones that's Daryl will be playing Candyland. Right. I will be playing Candyland <laughs> and, and, and losing at that as well. But if, if, if you do have a chance, take out a board game, either one we've mentioned or another one that you've played before, your family has played, and played it with, play it with someone you like. And um, think about Milo. Think about Milo. That would be a wonderful thing to do. Awesome. That's all the time we have on this episode of Milo Time. We hope you'll join us again when we one more time look at the list of things that Milo loved. Thank you for joining us.